Yeah, what is going on, everybody? We are back with another episode of From My Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Rob, and I am in a great mood. I had a pretty chill day today, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Uh, still still doing the workout plan, so shout out to Coach Law, Outlaw. Uh, I'm an outlaw now because I'm doing this fit thing, so break my fifth law fitness. Shout out to my brother and my coach, Coach Law. It is working. And I'm still trying to stay strong with my diet. It's hard because my gym is literally across the street from a Popeye's chicken, y'all. So every day (laughs) is a struggle. Every day. But I hope y'all are doing well. Things are good with me. As I just said, still working out, still doing my thing. Uh, You know, fmepodcast.com coming real, real, real soon. Real soon. So you'll be able to connect with us on the website and support us on the website as well. You already know you can follow us, FME underscore podcast on Instagram and on Fanbase. If you're not on Fanbase, I highly recommend y'all get on Fanbase. It is black owned and you can um, monetize your page immediately. Um, they're doing some great stuff over there. And you can even migrate your content from other platforms for those of you who are afraid of starting all the way over. It's pretty dope. I think you should take a look at it. We're on there. Don't forget, From My Experience podcast on Facebook. Join the Facebook group. It is a private Facebook group. Just hop in and say, hey, you know, Rob, I listen to the show, and I'll accept you. <laughs> oh, man. All right, y'all. Whoo! Today, we have a special guest in the building. Um, I Man, listen, y'all. <laughs> God is moving. That's all I can say. And some things are happening. Um, Prepare yourselves for one of the most inspirational stories you'll probably ever hear on this podcast. I'm saying it now. And y'all know that's big coming from me because we done had some bomb shows. But this right here, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we have Believer, Husband, Athlete, Composer, fashion designer, coach, founder of FJB Icon and Icon Aid Sports Drink and Nutrition, Mr. Fola Bronco. Hello, 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 everyone. Uh, Thank you, Robert. Thank you for having me on the FME podcast. Uh, Love your show. Um, Looking forward uh, to getting this going and uh, have a great, a great interview. Man, this will definitely be a great interview. Thank you so much for reaching out. Um, I'm going to drop the first little inspirational nugget for y'all. You know, for those of you who don't know, who may be new to my podcast, um, I find my podcast guests randomly. I literally will go on social media and just be scrolling. And if I see somebody doing something interesting or something that looks cool or something that is promoting positivity, I randomly reach out to them. And they holler back at me, and boom, I schedule an interview. A majority of the interviews you hear on this show are people I have never met in real life. Fast forward, and companies start reaching out to you saying, hey, we have a client that'd be great for your podcast. That has started picking up for me, right? So I had a guest recently, George J. What is up, my man? Yo, when I posted his episode... He was getting me and himself a lot of love from just around the world, man. And it just warmed my heart to see so many people that supported that brother because he out there 
in California doing his thing, acting, producing, things of that nature. Make sure you check out that interview and make sure you follow him. Um, and, Indeed. you know, that's how Fola came across me, checked out my content. Um, and he reached out immediately and I was like, oh, yeah, let's go. So for those of you out there with a podcast or thinking about um, starting a podcast, or just in life in general, man, you can't be afraid just to speak up and you know go for what you what you need and what you're looking for. Cause now I got I got people coming to me. <laughs> That's what you want, you know. So, um, how are you doing today, sir? Man, I'm blessed. Can't complain. Can't complain. First of all, shout shout out to to George, um, great brother. Uh, met him on the set of I did a uh, commercial for Sling TV. Um, and he was like, he was like, uh, I was shooting the last shot and he was on the starting five with me. And he's also an African descent brother as well. And, um, he's a good, good peoples, man. Uh, much love. Shout out to you, bro. Hope you're listening to this. <laughs> he better be listening, man. All right. So I kind of answered this question, but I always ask people this question. Who is Fola sure. Bronco? Wow. Uh, <laughs> if I can sum that up into one thing. I'll say a servant of others. Mm. Wow. <laughs> That's profound, man, and deep. Yeah. Servant of others. Mm. We are here to serve, aren't we? Yeah. Yo, so I was really, y'all going to hear me stutter and stammer on this episode. I'm going to let you know because this brother it has an amazing story. And I, I don't even know where I want to really begin because they're just so... There's so many things I could pick from, but one thing that did stand out to me was um, what inspires you. You talk about making, you, you want to make a positive impact on the world, and then you said something that got me a little emotional because I was really close to my dad before he passed away, um, and you said you wanted to make the dreams that your dad had to give up come true. Yeah, man, talk to yeah, us about that, man. Because, man, for those of you, you know, I know whatever. Throw the stereotypes about black fathers in the trash, man. Like, that's a bond and relationship that I I will always miss, and I don't think I will ever have anything close to that, man. So when I read that, I was like, man, like that that is so deep because my dad did so much for me and gave up so much for me he even told me he was like when you and your brother were born my life stopped and i concentrated and focused on y'all so y'all can have everything y'all needed and that just was like man so sorry i didn't mean to go down on a tangent but like that we Uh, connected right there when i read that man thanks thanks for sharing brother um and my condolences to you to your dad i i you know I, i empathize with that um um so with that story um like growing up, you know, my, my dad, he was born in Nigeria. He came out here um, to New York um, to, you know, do his, his education and his father paid for school fees out here and stuff like that. And then eventually when I was born, um, you know, he, he said he had a dream of becoming a pilot. That was his, that was his dream, you know? <laughs> so, you know, um, and the reason at first I didn't know all this. So at first, you know, he, Cause he does like, he works in the city in New York, like social work. And he, he, you would think like, yo, he loves this job. Like, don't get me wrong. He does enjoy it, but 
it was only one day when I was older going into that, you know, when you go into that teenage yep. years where you and dad start kind of butting or having different ideas. Yeah. So primarily he wanted me to become a doctor, a lawyer, engineer. Like that's what like most Nigerians parents <laughs> want you to be like, yep. if anything else, you I feel you, you know, some things like that. But um, I, I really had a passion for playing basketball. You know, um, so my dad would always, you know, uh, butt heads with me. And I remember him literally vividly saying, like, you think I didn't have any dreams? I wanted to be your pilot. Like that mm. came out. Yeah. And I remember like that was the first time I ever seen my dad get that uh, vulnerable or like, you know, towards, you know, towards that. And he was trying to tell me something, but it kind of I think it backfired on what he expected me. I think he thought by sharing that, like I was going to be a doctor, engineer, lawyer, it actually increased my passion for basketball. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so I thought of it like this. I said, all right, I get, I get it now. My dad out of, out of love, he wants me to be the best that I can, I can be. He's, he's literally sacrificed everything, make sure there's food on the table, make sure there's a roof over my head. And, you know, he'll pay for, he'll even pay for school fees and stuff like that. I was like, the best way I can honor him is by accomplishing those dreams. Yeah. And on top of it, I had this, this, like, I had this, like, thought in my head, like, when I have enough money, like, I know this might be so small to people. Like, I'm never the person that, like, really, like, oh, I want to get private jets or anything. Yeah. But I literally like even if I had the money, I would just get it, just get it one time, just so my dad can literally <laughs> drive it like a pilot. Yeah, that's 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 <laughs> it. Like, and then after that, and then after that, I, you know, I'm just I probably you know I'm cool with just other stuff. But that's literally in my my thought process of like, I want to live to see the point where my dad can be like, wow. I learned from my son. Yeah, you know he didn't he didn't give up on on it on his dream, and uh, you know that I just I can see that's like I can't I'm wait I'm waiting for that day to come, so that's the thing that really keeps me inspired. Dang man, thank you for sharing that, yo. That that is so dope. Like that, you know, we we see those moments on social media and TV where like the kids buy their parents a house or pay off their house or buy them a car. And you have that moment where like, finally, all these years of me getting on your nerves and you making these sacrifices, I finally have this big, super duper wonderful thing, whatever it may be to give you back, man, that that's great, man. I hope that happens for you one day. It's going to happen. Matter of fact, it's going to happen, man. And once you text me, like you send me a picture of it. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be so cool, man. So you Will mentioned do. you mentioned um, being mm-hmm. Nigerian. So what was it like yeah. growing up in New York um, as a Nigerian American? Man, it's <laughs> funny you say that, man. It's, it was it was tough. It was tough. Uh, it was tough. Some good things and great, like good and bad. So like, um, I, I'll start with the I'll start with the good things. The good things is you know like. It was very diverse. Yeah. I love I love the food there, the people. Um, uh, you know, just just being being Nigerian. Um, if if you're around other Nigerians, you know, it's always a great. It's always love. It's always family. Now the the the, the bad side to it is 
some and sometimes in school I used to be be made fun of. Oh you yeah, you know I used to be made fun of, but it was because I I always was 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 kind. Like I would never like just joke or try to bully someone. So, yeah. like the only joke they can come up with was Africa. Like, oh my at god! At that time, you know, <laughs> and, yeah. And, and, and at that time, like you know, there's there was no Afro beats, you know. So being African wasn't like 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 the cool. They would just look at it like you know, you know, do all those yeah. sounds and whatnot. So, <laughs> so, so you know. But but I, I learned very on though. New York was a very, although it was it was brutal with the, with the jokes sometimes. Yeah, it was it was still a place out of love. Like I learned to like kind of embrace the joke. I started laughing at myself. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then from there, I made friends. And then and then those those guys that we, that were all you know we were all bullies and stuff. Yeah. Like like we ended up being on the same basketball team, and and then we we ended up like I ended up like leading everyone to like a championship and stuff like that and, and you know we've been cool so that's what's up man yeah. <laughs> and it made yeah. you tougher man people don't understand people don't understand yeah, man thick skin thick skin for sure super thick skin like yeah i went to middle school and high school in philly so i was your neighbor um and <laughs> yeah and i was and i came from south carolina so i had my my country accent was much thicker back then so i'm like hey what's going on y'all like i was like that and they're like wow. yo where's this bull from like <laughs> i was the country kid for like two years i was like hold on i gotta adapt because like, these jokes is killing me it was yeah. killing me with the jokes man so when did you discover uh your love for basketball um so if i if i rewind back to when like kind of like the bullying and stuff happened a little bit i would say um because i i was born in queens queens new york shout out to queens shout um, out to queens that's out the queens and, and 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 i lived and i lived at the time in like one of these projects that was like one of the word like so like we're talking about kids don't really live past uh like 12 mm. you know and I, it's funny because I was just sharing this story to my dad. My dad didn't even know this story, so it's cool. I'm sharing it right now. So um, there was a day where me and my cousin, we we had went to the park, and we were not supposed to be there. Like, we're talking about the neighborhood was so bad. My dad would literally, whenever we want to ride our bikes, he has to be outside, and we have to ride the, our bikes in a circle, and he has to watch us in a circle. Like, we could not go <laughs> in a circle. Like imagine like riding your bike in a circle. Like, yeah, just go. Yeah, you can't ride it around, um, even in day, in the, even in daylight. You know, Dang. so like, you know, me and my cousin we go to this park and two people are uh, hooping. And at this time, I didn't even I didn't even know basketball. Like I was not good at all. But my cousin, there was like a kid who was probably like a little older than us. So we were probably like eight, and there's probably a kid that's like maybe like. 12 or 13 mm -hmm. so it was like three of us that are like eight and one kid who was like 13 so there's a kid who i put who was on my team he was he was actually pretty good for eight year old making layups and stuff like that i'm like oh he's nice mm -hmm. and my cousin played with a guy who was a little older so we're we're playing and the look the kid on my team he's scoring on the older kid the kid <laughs> starts getting mad he starts getting mad like what like you can't get you know how it is yeah. they start you know and he's like and but the kid's kind of quiet though 
Mm-hmm. He just he just going about his business scoring every time. Every time. <laughs> it was like it almost got embarrassing. He started crossing him up, like making a shot, like, you know? And then he's like, Oh yeah, you think that's funny? You think you, you score? Then he goes to his, his backpack and then grabs a gun. What? And, and yeah, I know. I Wait know. a minute. I was not expecting you to turn the story. Go ahead, yo. What? <laughs> yeah. Grabs a gun, shoots the kid. And me and my cousin, we didn't, no second thought, we just ran. Like, yeah. started running home. When I say this adrenaline, that was like, it was like, I couldn't even explain it. Like, we were running as if, like, we had, like, vibranium in us. Like, some <laughs> Black Panther stuff. Like, we we literally, like, when we noticed the distance from the park to our house, like, yeah. when we look at it now, we like, we ran a mile? We yeah. ran a mile, like, in two minutes? That's, that, like, that's... That's crazy, you know. It, wow. Well, it's probably like three minutes, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like even that's... by driving, it's it's a it takes a while. Yeah, and we we were just running like nonstop. Yeah. We didn't lose no breath, nothing because of that. And Dang, just sorry. to answer your question, yeah, I know. But to answer your question, that that led to the love for basketball in a way because I knew I had to get out of the 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 project. Yeah. So you know. Um, and that wasn't the first, that wasn't the first incident. There was like different things. Like I was in kindergarten and kids would get their head bashed in the window. And my mom was like, okay, okay, enough of this. We, we have to like, even if she has to drive me 50 miles to a private school, yeah, we got, we got to do something. So, you know, big ups to my mom that, you know, she was, a, she was the one that, um, and then once I started to, you know, I, and then I would start going to some private schools and around some suburb kids and stuff like that. Yeah. And I started noticing like some some people were like feel like they didn't understand the privilege that they have and, right. and things of like that. So that kind of great gave me a hunger more because I also was like, hey, I want to go go we'll go back in a way and, and help those kids. Yeah. Or at least, you know, maybe buy the buy the city and, and, and do more, you know, for the community or something. So that started to kind of build that um that passion. Um, for basketball and at first like I, I wasn't that good but then Michael Jordan inspired me and you know and uh, and then from and then from there um it was on so like when I say literally like I remember I moved with my dad because then he moved to the suburbs I didn't even make the eighth grade team mm. I got cut I got cut I was so mad and then I remember working so hard the next summer yeah. waking up like 6 a.m. every day and then the next year which was high school so yeah. imagine if you get cut on the middle school team you for sure not going to make the high school team yeah. right that's Guys that's what people be like serious adjustments yeah and you was right. tall by then right i nah, I probably like no nah, no nah, i probably like six two. Six oh, you two. was tall so I, man I was, yeah i was i was i was pretty decent i was pretty 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 uh yeah i would say so i was probably like six six one six two something mm. like that and um and then and then i end up making the the team not only making the team starting on the team mm-hmm. and then i started breaking like school records and then i got pulled up to varsity Dang. and then we won the championship so like <laughs> all that happened like you know <laughs> i man yeah. that so your love was sparked by a moment of, of tragedy, just uh, this sur- yeah. survival. Like I, so, yep. It was literally like I felt like 
where most kids don't 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 live past 12 like i felt like once i was able to go to a private school yeah. or like even get to the age 13 or whatever or even age nine yeah you know i i was just i was like man I, i'm a success story because i made it just being alive so what am i gonna do with being alive you know i gotta make it count you know it's it's <laughs> That type, that's it's crazy how that type of exposure to that type of environment has led you to where you, because you're highly accomplished today, man. Um, and it makes sense. Like a lot of hip hop artists share that type of background, and you see why they grind and they hustle. And then a lot of music, they say, "I'm never going back. I'm not going back." Like you fought for your life. Like I don't think. If I had to think really hard, there may be one or two occasions where I really felt like I was fighting for my life, but nothing to the severity of what you're talking about, man. And I'm I'm sorry you had to go through that and see that at such a young age, man, because that yeah. it could have went either way. You know, anything yeah. could have happened that day. And I'm glad that you took away from that. Just everything's a blessing. Every day's a blessing. That's why I'm so easygoing. I'm so thankful for the little things. I'm a very simple mm -hmm. person because I have more, I have more than I'll ever need right now, honestly. And I know how bad it is for others. I don't know in great detail, but I know how bad it can be for others, which is why a lot of times in a lot of situations, I'm just chill. Cause I'm like, it's somebody out there going through a hundred times worse than what this is, even though it may be annoying. Let me not trip. But yeah. I'm glad, you know, judging by what you're doing right now, you made it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, you mentioned yeah. um, breaking sure. records in high school. Uh, you set some school yeah. history in uh, college as well, right? Uh, yeah, I, I did. I did in college. So, um, and, and of course, just like all stories is, is as you're fighting for your life and, the, and for you to get better and better, you're going to face adversity. I'm still going to face adversity, even if I leave here today, mm -hmm. you know, but the part that the, the beauty in it is, is how not you getting hit, but how, um, how quick you get back up when you, when you get hit, mm -hmm. like how, how well you keep going forward. So obviously when I was in high school, even though we won to the championship and I was great, this, this, the record I actually broke as, a, as my freshman year is I had a perfect game. So a perfect game is like when you have 20 over 20 points and you didn't miss no, no shot. Oh. Yeah. So I was like <laughs> the only one to do that. <laughs> so, so I think I had, to, I like, I had two of those, two of those. Dang. Um, so when we, when we like, that's ninth grade and then, like, you know, even though I got pulled up to varsity, we won a championship, but I didn't play much because I was still the youngster on the older kids were like seniors. Um, but I'll fast forward it to my, my senior year because mm -hmm. I had left the school, came back. Um, uh, I, I was doing well, you know, MSG varsity, which is like Madison Square Garden. Um, they, they, they are media. Um, they cover the whole tri-state. Oh, so, nice. like, so they came to the game. Um, and they, you know, I think it's on YouTube too. Uh, and I, and I end up being the player of the game. Nice. You know, I, like probably like 25, I think five and 10 or something or five and five and, you know, like a monster dump. So, um, still, even with that, I, I didn't have no offers coming out of high school. Ugh. So, but, but like, <laughs> like, but like, 
and obviously when I look back at it, I'm like, wow, Steph Curry didn't have no, you know, he had like one offer. John Morant too only had like one offer. So I look back and like, all right, it's part of a purpose, yeah. part of a plan, you know, a bigger plan. But at that time, I was so upset because I was like, not one college. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I know what I'm doing out here. Yeah. It's like, come on. And then on top of it too, in the summer, we'll have some NBA guys come come play like pickup. Mm-hmm. And one at a time, one of the guys' name was Michael Kill Gil- Gilchrist. He won that championship um, in 2012 with Kentucky. Okay. Um, he was the second overall NBA draft pick after Anthony Davis, who plays on the Lakers right now. Right. I so that he guy. would. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he he would, and he got drafted to the uh, Charlotte Hornets, Michael Jordan's team, mm-hmm. and. I'm in, I'm in, I'm playing pickup with him and I'm holding my own. Yeah. And I'm thinking about, I'm like 16, 17. I'm like, no, there's no way. Not (laughs) one, not one, like, like I was, I felt so disrespected. I was like, all right, you're telling me not in one D1 school. And then obviously how it is in NCAA, you have D2 and D3. I'm like, not even D2 and D3 either. Yeah. So I'm like, something is not right. So I just knew I'm like, okay then then people started kind of telling me like oh it's because you had a small school there's no exposure here there's no you know it's literally like they don't know who you are like it'd be different if they know who you are and not giving you an offer but they just don't know who you are makes sense so so i'm like all right is that something i how do i control that i don't know how because no one told me so i took a leap of faith and i said I'm going to save up some money, right? I'm going to save up some money. I'm going to visit because at the time, my good friend from my school, he went to Duke University okay. to play lacrosse, to play lacrosse, okay. right? And I was like, I'm going to take a leap of faith. The best college coach in the world is Coach K yeah. at Duke University. I said to myself, and sometimes when you're when you're so passionate, you say crazy things, yeah. and you're like, and you're like, man, I had guts when I was like, you know, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm like, if any coach is gonna know I'm a player, it's gonna be Coach K. If he says no, then I know. Yeah. So I saved up money to go uh, have a round trip ticket to North Carolina. So I was actually gonna mention that because I know you're from South Carolina. Yeah. So I know about the cookout and, and yeah. that's me. I know about that. Yes. I know about that. And Burberry biscuits, both jingles. Oh, okay. You just gained yeah. 5,000 more followers because <laughs> a lot of my following is from South Carolina. Oh, my God. I don't have any of that near me where I'm at now. They, I got to drive a good bit to get there. Oh, man. Burberry biscuits. Yeah. yeah you yeah. knew. So I know about, I know about that. So I, I, I'm like, I like, so... I told uh, my friend who played for the lacrosse team and their lacrosse team, they were winning like four national championships in a row. So they were pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Kill him. Um, So I'm like, I told him the plan. He's like, of course, I want you to come to my school. Of course. Like I know the plan. You stay with me. Simple. So I go to North Carolina. Think about it. Small kid from Queens. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Just a trip. You don't know nobody there. You ain't made no appointment. Don't know. I didn't make no appointment. They don't even know I'm coming. <laughs> right? I, I love I'm it. like, I'm I'm like, I'm not even gonna wear a suit, a sweatsuit. I'm wearing a bow tie and a suit. So they know I mean business. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, 
So I know it, it, I'm like, yo, I had some guts, man. Who, who did I think I was? Like, you know. <laughs> but anyways, um, so I get to the school, and just based off this excitement of going, so I book a round trip ticket, get to North Carolina. But based off the excitement, I forgot that Coach K wasn't even going to be in town that week. Oh he was, my god! He was, he was he was coaching the USA team with LeBron and Kobe <laughs> at that same week. No. I was so excited that I booked it the wrong week. Oh. So so now and then I'm like, all right, what do I do? I got to figure something. So I just go to the next person in line, which mm-hmm. is the assistant coach. And he sees me in a suit. And I was like, look, man, I'm not even going to waste your time. Jabari Parker, who's the number one player in the country, he went to do. He's like, let me play Jabari one-on-one. I'd rather show you than tell you. And this is something that I will always respect Duke University because he could have been like, he could have looked at me like, what? Like, who are you? Right. But but they would rather, they will rather prove that they're the best than shy away from. A challenge. A t- you know what I'm saying? Ooh. So he said, come on. He said, come on, let's do it. So now I'm going into, <laughs> I'm like, yes. So I'm like, I'm like, yes. So I'm going down like, and, and, and Duke is a beautiful place, like, it's almost like an inspector gadget. Like outside, it don't look that good, but inside, yeah. got like fingerprint elevators and whatnot. Mm. So, so I'm going down to the gym. Jabari's working out um, with Nolan Smith, who um, he played for the Blazers, and I'm still cool with Nolan to this day. Um, and and I'm like, all right, I'm, this is about to, oh, this is about to go down, you know. <laughs> and then. And then uh, as I'm putting on my, so I changed my suit, put on my basketball shoes, gear. And as soon as I put on the last shoe, an administrator, this lady, a random lady comes down like, we can't do this. This is illegal. It, like shuts it down. No. And I'm like, I'm like, nah. I'm like, man, this is, you know. So he, he the coach was like, yo, I like your style though. Come back tomorrow. You know, I have something for you. Um, long story short, he was like, hey, look, we'll, you know, look at like trying to go to this Division three school. We don't have no spots for this year. Like we don't have no more scholarships or whatever, but we can see if we can try to get you in as a walk on the following year. Just go to this school out here in North Carolina. So you're close by and, you know, they'll help you with your tuition, too. I'm like, I'm like, so cool. So I go there. And, you know, obviously that's another, another adversity I had to learn to be, you know, even though I was athletically gifted, I wasn't, I wasn't um, a good, I wasn't the, the best leader. Right. You know, I didn't know how to run my team. And you were so still like young. Five, and I'm still very young. Very I'm young. 18. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I didn't, I didn't, all I know is I, what I can do giftedly, you know, physically, but the, the other side, the other tangibles that, makes me a whole package yeah. you know I learned at that time so think about it, it's a division three school and um even this five eight point guard I used to get so upset he would play over me I'm like bro like I know in practice you coach I know you're seeing that he's turning red from guarding me you know yeah. what I'm saying like I'm not even saying that like <laughs> in the light way I'm just being serious like he was really turning red like like you know so but then it, it clicked on me like, all right, it's it's more tangible to the game. You yeah. know, you got to be more mental and stuff like that. So it finally started to click. And then that's when I knew for sure I was a Division One player. Like, it was like 
somewhat in the middle of practice. Like I just, everything just clicked. I started playing the game smart, being a leader and adding my physical tools. So now I was like, all right, I'm ready. Let's go to this. Now I'm also grateful too. Cause I'm like, wow, last year I didn't have no offers. At least I'm at a school. Yeah. I'm at division three, you know what I'm saying? Division three, but I was like, I, I know I'm still a division one player. So um, I'm like, all right, I applied for Duke. You know, I made sure my GPA was up to par. Um, I had a 3.4. Nice. They even they even uh, wavered the application fee. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to do this. about to be a great story. And then then they sent me back the letter like we needed a, we needed a 3.7 GPA. You're wow. 0.3 off. Oh, man, it, it, it literally broke my heart. It broke my heart. Like I was just so crushed. Like I remember going back on my round, like on that ticket back home. And of course, here my dad comes. Oh, I told you, man. I told you should have you should have been a doctor, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Engineer. Like, I told you, man. It's not. It's look. It's the look. You did all that. Whole year wasted. Nothing. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> and and in my head, I'm I'm so like I'm just I'm like, hey, Dad, leave me alone, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear that. My soul is crushed. Right. right. And this is this is and this is another thing where it I look back and I'm like, wow, I'm just glad that it's really not about how 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 hard you get hit, but really how you get back up, which defines yeah. you. So at this point now, like for most people, or like this is a, a place it's so easy to quit. I yeah, I was gonna I was gonna step in and say, man, like so this and again, y'all, this is why we do this show the way that we do it. Like yeah, we have people on here who are successful, but look at what this brother. We at the beginning of the journey too. Look yeah. at what he went through. Look at how many failures and challenges popped up. Like, yeah. we got to stop with the oh, I guess it wasn't meant to be. As soon as the something, we we were quick yeah. to make an excuse to give up and quit on something, y'all. Like, we got to stop that. Like, if it was that easy and it happened overnight smooth mm-hmm. no problem we would all be rich and have everything that we wanted but it does not work like that you cannot give up you got to persevere but uh yeah. continue sir continue so your dad rubbing it in your yeah. face <laughs> so you know you're rubbing it in my face you know and I'm, I'm so depressed to the point that like i'm in the room I, I i didn't even leave the room in new york like i'm back in new york in my room didn't leave the room i'm eating for the room i'm ordering pizza hunt dominoes no you're getting out of shape like, yeah, I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, well, like, I mean, it was only a week, so I was yeah. somewhat good, but I was getting in that depressed mode yeah. where I was like, I'm like, man, I don't even want to leave the room. Like, you know, like, like I didn't even want to take a shower. Dang. Like, that's how I didn't want to get out of my bed. And then my dad comes again. I'm like, dad, come on, don't, don't do it. Don't hit me with this again. Not right now. You know what I'm saying? Because it was like two, three days. He noticed. He's like, yeah, my son is really down right now. Yeah. So he goes, like, I even missed, um, I was so depressed, I even missed, like, like let's say I can apply for other schools. Yeah. I missed all the deadlines. Dang. And there was, like, only two schools that was, that, that like, it was, like, a week, a week left. And then my dad comes to me, he's like, son, you got to get up, man. You got to get up. Like, look, and I, and I, and respects to my dad for saying this. He was like, look, why don't you go to Buffalo? He's like, your cousins went there. They got a doctor. <laughs> they got a doctor. 
They got a, they got a doctor's degree. And, and, you know, you should, you should just go there. It's one week left. And they're the old, one of the only schools that, that you can still apply for. So, like, at first, I'm like, Dad, I don't want to hear that. But, like, you know, two hours later, I started, like, yo, what am I doing? Like, I yeah. started asking myself, like, what am I doing? And this is, like, I literally was pretty much on the verge of quitting. Yeah. Pretty much. I was, like, I was literally on, like, on this close from quitting. So, I'm, like, in my head, I'm, like, you know what? Let me let me look at this University of Buffalo. <laughs> all right, like, I'm, like, all right, they're D1. Okay. Okay. But obviously, I can get into any school in the country because I had a 3.4 GPA. It's right. just Duke standards is like you know the top notch. Yeah. So, so I'm like, all right, I know I'll get into the school. I'm not worried. But I'm like, all right, what would be my major? So I'm like, what can make my dad happy, but also <laughs> make me happy? <laughs> so, so I'm like, I'm like, he want me to practice medicine, and I want to do sport. So I said. I saw a, a major there, sports, sports medicine. medicine. That's be it. <laughs> Dad, best of the world. Yeah, I didn't know what I was getting myself into with that one. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then after, you know, I was like, I, I had fear. I was like, Dad, I'm going. I'm gonna do sports medicine. He was so excited, proud, <laughs> and then, and, and we happy too, right? And then, somehow, my hand just clicks to the athletic page. Oh. on Buffalo. Uh-huh. And I'm looking, I'm looking at the, and now it goes to basketball. You know, it just went to basketball, then went to roster. Then I'm looking at the guys, I'm like, oh, we got some size. We got like 6'8", six, 6'9", six, 6'6". Six, six. You know, we got some decent size. Mm-hmm. Then I look at the coach name, uh, Bobby Hurley. And I was like, this is where God wanted me to be at. Because mm. Bobby Hurley is, is he still holds the assist record for all NCAA. And on top of it, too, I just came from Duke campus. Yeah. He won two back-to-back championships <laughs> with Duke. <laughs> and he's and he's Coach K's favorite point guard. So I was like, God, you you are you are you are the greatest. <laughs> you may not you may not have wanted me to play with the greatest coach of all time, but you wanted me to play with the greatest coach favorite player. Yeah. Yeah, I said thank you, God, and I, you know, I'm, I'm over. I'm even more excited now. My mm-hmm. dad is like, my son is gonna be a doctor. In my head, I'm like, I already know the plan. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 I, you know, obviously, you know, long like before I go into how what happened getting on the team. Um, obviously, we, we become the first team in school history to go to the NCAA tournament that year. But I get to I get to Buffalo. Of course, there's going to be adversity. Yeah. But from my whole life, when has there has not been adversity? So For real. You know. So the the coach, the the assistant coach. I didn't even see Hurley the first day. It was the assistant coach. Um, he's actually now the head coach of Alabama, and. You know, I say to him, I say, hey, you know, I can, I could play. You know, I, I would like to, you know, come for the team. He looks at me. He gives me this look like, there's 40,000 kids here. What makes you different than all the 40,000 kids that are? This is Division One. Day. You, you know where you at, sir? You know, <laughs> Suit this, up you then. No. Nah. <laughs> right, right. And then, and then he kind of, like, blows me off. He's like, he's like, man, we'll have tryouts in two months, man. And then just, just look out for a flyer or so. Like, blows me off like that. And I'm like, wow. You know, so I, all I did was like, yo, I'm going to control what I can control. I'm going to just work on my game and, you know, 
And then obviously I kind of knew who the starting guard, you know, the players were and stuff yeah. like that. So one day I'm in the gym, I'm shooting on a machine and the guard comes in and he's like, and I'm like, oh, my bad. I, I you know, I'm sorry for using the machine. And he's like, no, you're good. Continue shooting. He's watching me shoot for like 10 minutes. Yeah. He's like, yo, bro, you, yo, you're pretty legit. Like, I'm going to tell Hurley about you. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, I'm like, nah, bro, you don't have to like, you know, to, to me. Like, I get it. You know, you don't have to tell me that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's cool. But I appreciate the compliment, you know. Um, and then like, we would always, like, we would always see each other. Like, I would just come to the gym at night and we just always see each other. Then we started just working out together. And then just started building that, you know, that relationship. And then uh, one day he goes to like a party or like some type of school event. Mm-hmm. And I stayed in the gym. And at this point now, we're talking about we're not even working out in the other gym. We're working in the arena mm. with the lights on that you need the code. <laughs> Dang. You, <laughs> so you, you got need access. The, you need, yeah. So, yeah. So, like, you, you need the code. So, obviously, I know the code now for the lights. And I'm in the gym, and there's not supposed to be no coaches there. Mm-hmm. And then I hear a noise, like it's it's like it was like straight out of a movie scene. Like I talk <laughs> about it, I have like a YouTube channel. I talked about this. It's called the Bobby Hurley story. So, um, and my YouTube channel is FJBTV. So, it's like I I talk about how like think about a big arena like fits like six thousand, eight thousand. It's dark everywhere, but there's only lights on the court. Yeah. And I hear a noise coming from behind. I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> this coach is about to kick me out the gym. He's going he gonna to realize I'm not even meant to be here. Yeah. And I could tell by his swagger, it was Hurley. <laughs> the first, first time I've met <laughs> Right? First time. So I was like, I'm going to time it perfectly because I know he's walking towards me, right? Mm-hmm. He's walking towards me to tell me why you in this gym. Yeah. I know. I was like, let me time this perfect. So I wait till he's like 10 feet. And I did like from the left wing, I did like an in and out, cocked it back hard, two hand dunk. Boom. Right? <laughs> wait till he was like close enough. Exclamation close mark. Enough. Right. Then he then he keeps walking. He goes, I like how you did that, son. That's what he says to me, uh-huh. literally. And he keeps walking like towards his car. I'm like, oh, he didn't kick me out. And all I can say back to him was a lot of practice, coach. Good answer. <laughs> That's it. That's all I said. I said a lot of practice, coach. I kept walking. You know, he's like, I like, you know. And then two days later, I get the call from the guard. He's like, Hurley want to meet you in his office. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I I get in, I get into the to the his office, and he's like, hey, I'm not gonna promise you minutes. I ain't gonna promise you, but I'm gonna give you an opportunity. And I shook his hand, look him in the eye, said. Coach, that's all I need. True words. You know what I'm saying? Word. Yo, that that's <laughs> crazy. Yo, your your basketball story. <laughs> that's amazing, bro. Like you went through so many different stages and phases of success, of failure, of learning and growth. Um, and this is the yeah. beauty of sports for those of you out there listening, man. This is the beauty of sports yeah. for those of you who may or may not get it when you see a sport. You know, these are the things, these are the mental and physical challenges that an athlete has to go through because it's tough. Like, I've told my kids, you know, when I taught elementary school, I teach middle school now, but when I was teaching elementary school, 
you know, a lot of kids are like, oh, football player, basketball player. They're talking about being athletes. I said, all right. I said, well, what's y'all plan B? What if it doesn't work? What if you're the one that's not chosen? Oh, I'm going to make it. It's guaranteed. So I took, <laughs> I did the math. I was like, here's how many high schools are in this country. Here's how many players are on the team. Here's how many colleges. Here's how many players on the team. I said, look at all these kids that are automatically eliminated just because there's just not enough schools for them. And I said, now look at the NFL. Here's how many players are in NFL. Here's how many uh, kids are in college playing. It's not. I was yep. like, everybody can't make it. I'm not saying it's not going to be you, but it is literally impossible for everyone to make it. There's nothing wrong with the plan B. But I always tell my kids, I said, if you're going to go for it, look look to your left, look to your right, to everybody that said that they want to be a football player. I said, that's your competition. So what are you going to do to make them say, I want you, instead of, you know, them wanting the other person. I said, that's what you need to think about. You know, just because school is quote unquote difficult for you, well, sports is easy. Mm-hmm. Eh, you still got to compete. You still going to have to work hard at yeah. it. You know, you just <laughs> might enjoy it, <laughs> but you still going to have to work hard and there's going to be challenges. It's not easy, man. So, like, yeah. so you got your opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And you would, and, and people would think, like, wow, he made it. That was great. That's a, Right there. Well, no, it's just it's just another it's another set of beginning, you know, another <laughs> beginning and more adversity. So obviously coming in now, you're you're you obviously you're there and Hurley kind of like he bring me in slow. Like maybe I'm like, you know, a little bit of the equipment manager passing and, and, and trying he just trying to see, just trying to test me out a little bit. Yeah. Then eventually goes to man, wear some practice gear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wear some practice gear. And then I remember the like Obviously, being in that situation, like, I'm not going to take no days off. Like, I'm not going to yeah. let up on anybody. Like, to the point, to the point, like, I remember I would get, uh, like, some of my teammates who were on scholarship, mm-hmm. they'd start to get upset. Like, why are you going so hard, bro? Like, you know, like, like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, you don't have to go there. I'm like, I do. This. I, I do. don't know what you, I, like, I don't know where you, you know, like, I'm trying to get a scholarship next year. Like, you know, like, yeah. that's what it is. And Hurley started to love me. Like, I just became one of his, his favorites. Like, you know, like, you talking about, like, sometimes, like, he'll have, he had a, he had a dinner for Thanksgiving, only invited four players. Mm. You know, I was one of them, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, wow. and Hurley got some history to him too. Like he had, he had, uh, he was he was part of that college team in USA that beat the dream team with Michael Jordan. So I'm in this house looking at the ball that they, you know, so like <laughs> things like that. But um, that when I say adversity before we became the champs, I remember vividly, like one of the days of practice, uh, I had a good practice, and I walk into the locker room. I say, yo, I'm like, I had guts, man. Oh, like, no, you did Look at, look at, no, look, at <laughs> look at me, look at, look at me, you know, no scholarship, you know, talking to all the scholarship uh, players. I'm like, yo, listen, man, we going to the, we going to the tournament first time in school history. Everybody looked at me like I was crazy. They're like, bro, come on, man. We haven't been there ever. What are you talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, watch, 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 you know, and. Uh, from that day, I never took a sprint off. I, I literally, um, even though I knew I had to sit out that year, but I was challenged. Like, Hurley had me as like a, as a scout player, which is like pretty much like a scout player means like you pretty much play as the best player 
that the team is gonna eventually is gonna play. Mm-hmm. So that's like a big role because yeah. you're getting the team ready, pretty much. So, um, you know, I was I was studying, like like you know how you like you study for school. Yeah. I'm studying plays. I know everybody's on the other teams. I know the percentages of what they shoot. Oh, so I'm serious? telling my teammates, yeah. I'm telling my teammates, I'm like, yo, number two, yo, you don't even close out on the corner. He's going to miss two out of the three. He's going to miss, he's, like, I'm literally telling them this on the bench. <laughs> coaching, literally coaching, like, on the bench, too. So, um, and I, I just, and then eventually, you know, we end up, Going to the tournament first time in school history, and that was just a crazy experience. Hold up, round of applause for that. Yeah. <laughs> history. <laughs> yeah, we history, and so, so now when I when that banner is there, like I know, like they can't you can't take that away. Yeah, can't take it away. Can't take away them banners. And it's funny because like two, like two or three years after, like Buffalo has been going to the tournament ever since. Like, like we went us uh, like four out of five. You know, like. <laughs> so you upgraded the entire program. Is that what you? No. <laughs> I would. I don't. I wouldn't take all the credit. I would say it was a collective effort, but I would say, I would say, um, I'm blessed that God gave me the opportunity to be a part of it, to add my my own um you know thing to it yes praises be to god thank you so much for, for sure. these opportunities and thank you for this opportunity of having this brother in front of me man look i i can't even i really have two more things i want to touch on with you i actually have more sure. we don't have to do it we have to do a part two like we almost had an hour i'm, I'm with it i'm we, with it we're gonna it. do I'm a part two y'all i gotta tell y'all now i knew okay. the basketball right. stuff was gonna be deep y'all but i didn't know it was gonna go go like this man and just thank you for being so open and honest and sharing. And, you know, those of you listening, younger, older, you know, I'm 37. I don't know how old you are. Um, you, you're you younger than me. A lot 20, 28. Dang, man. 10 years. Ooh, let me borrow five years. Nah. <laughs> no, those of y'all out there listening, man, um, I just hope y'all are pulling from this, pulling the positive energy, pulling the positive message. And knowing that whatever it is that you're going through, there's a way out. It doesn't have to be dangerous or crazy or anything like that. In a lot of the situations we end up in in life, there's a way out. We may not want to take that way out or use that way out, but at the end of the day, if you're not hurting yourself or somebody else and it's going to help you get to where you're trying to go in the long run, do it. Nothing lasts forever. Nothing. Do what you got to do to get to that next level. Um... So, what's so your journey in basketball? What's <laughs> what's next? We thinking we get we talking NBA. Yeah. So, um, I'll fast forward a little bit. So I'll kind of I'll like I'll go through a little briefly, and then we'll touch more of it. I guess in you know part two. Um, but from Buffalo, um, early gets a deal. Um, he gets he goes he goes to Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the coach who happens to be the coach that saw me that first day, he had his own guys that he wanted to bring in. So they weren't even trying, like, like I said, adversity, some ways going, another, it's going to hit. So roadblock. <laughs> another roadblock. So I ended up going back to New York, 
And then my dad, he, he he was proud of me for winning the championship, but he's like, all right, you know, you've done enough, you know, this, this. But um, then then I ended up picking some interest from TCU, and that was going to be a scholarship. And then the coach, that coach had told TCU not to give me a scholarship. What? So, yeah, I, that's that's a whole whole nother thing where I have I have that story on my on FJB TV called the power of forgiveness click like that how link I have in the, to, click that all the all the all of his links will be in the description y'all make sure you click click yeah. that link I, it, I it goes that. it goes more it goes more in detail like how I had to you know and it you know me being a believer how it, it played a part yeah. so long story short it it, it brought me to LA mm-hmm so I had no choice when I had no school to go to because my thing was, wow, as a walk-on, if I got uh, interest from TCU, which is in a bigger conference than Buffalo, where we play Kansas, like Oklahoma, yeah. like people like that, like I, I felt like, like I, I validated myself or, you know, I came into my own and potentially could be an NBA lottery pick the following year. Um, but when that didn't happen, I had to humble myself I had the only option was to go to a JUCO which is like below division three yeah so I ended up going there I ended up going to a school that never even won a game wait (laughs) but yeah wait what it was yeah I went to a school that didn't even win a game but obviously being there I, I I helped turn the culture around a little bit so with that team ended up going 500 but I got hurt uh I had I was having a great game. I had like 17 in the first half, and then I like was one inch away from surgery on my ankle. Ooh. But in that time of of getting back, which is like I said, more adversity, I just kept going, and then um, I ended up getting my leg back um, to uh, to where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. It came back stronger, um, and then I just found myself trying to go. I was like, hey, let me see if I can try to transfer to USC a private school, right. right? And I remember going there with my mom. We were there even in the Nigerian native. And they said, they're going to call us back. They didn't even call us back. So we're like, wow, okay. But I ended up meeting a guy who who goes to USC and he's like, yo, I'm going to go to a UCLA pickup run. Mm-hmm. You want to come? I go there. I start killing, start going off at the UCLA run. We're talking about like Lonzo Ball was there at that time. Mm. Um, the whole starting five pretty much uh, from that team and I'm playing I dunked like three times you know to the point like some of the guys were like Yo, you must be the guy at your school and when I when they asked me what school I'm at I can't even say I'm at a school I'm like oh I was at Buffalo <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying But I'm like, so it, sound, it sounds funny to them they're like okay you know like you were doing all that like I'm thinking you about to say Kansas or something like yeah. you're just here for it um, so that was another thing that I was like, will always bother me, you know, but, um, I ended up connecting with this guy called Isaac Hamilton and his brothers played in the NBA. He also played with a little bit with uh, Cleveland and we connected because we were believers. Mm-hmm. Right. And then something that happened and he just called me. He's like, yeah, I feel like it's my duty to take care of you. So I wow. start, yeah, it was like very random. So I started living with him in the UCLA team house. So now I have access to literally all the all the stuff at UCLA. I'm eating the food that we're, they're eating. I can go to the big uh, big gym, Pauly Pavilion. Wow. 
and work out and working with the best trainers in the world. Mm-hmm. And one day we just in the gym late at night, one of the trainers goes, hey, Fola, why don't you try to walk on the UCLA? And I, that's the first time I looked around. I look around, I see Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's jersey retired up there. And I'm looking, I'm like, I am here. That <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even, even put that together. It. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm as well, uh, you know? So, um, so that's what I did. So I, I tried to, I, I, next day I went to talk to the coach and then they tried to get me in. And then Buffalo was playing with my transcripts. They wouldn't send them over. I had to fly there. What? Retrieve my transcripts. Yes, I had to fly there. It was, it's a whole I had to fly there, retrieve my transcripts. Then they finally got my transcripts. And then they said, like, one of the English doesn't transfer over to the West Coast. So I'm like, oh, geez. And this is like my last year of eligibility. Mm. So I had no choice but to um, declare for the draft with with, with nothing. Like, I, I didn't have – it's because the plan was – Like, in, in that summer, which was actually a blessing because – when I was living in a team house, also I have access to play in the summer, which we have these private pickup runs with NBA players. So we're talking about like LeBron comes down there, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, all these people. Mm-hmm. And I'm playing, you know, just we're just playing against all these NBA guys and I'm holding my own and stuff like that. And one day I'm just working out like after the pickup and Meta World Peace, Ron Artest, who was a championship Meta. champion with Kobe. Yeah. He comes, he's like, He's like, yo, who's your agent? I'm like, I don't have one. He's like, Are you going to UCLA next year? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm gonna represent you in the draft. So literally, that was my agent. <laughs> that was that was it's crazy, right? <laughs> Whoa, wait. <laughs> that, Went from having that was, to fly my tra- fly out to go get my transcript to hey, Meta World Peace wants to represent represent me, right? And he's like, he's like, and I and then I'm like, yo, if I go to UCLA. All I have to do really is like average like ten points because I'm not even a selfish player. I'm I'm very unselfish even though I can score and and the team might want me to score and stuff. But I'm very uh, a team player trying to make the right play. Just try to respect the game mm-hmm. for for what it is. I'm a student of the game. Um, so I'm like all I have to do is average ten points. I'm I'll be a lottery pick or at least first round. That's what I'm thinking, right? Like mm-hmm. easy, you know. Meta and this is Meta, you know. He 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 don't just say that like mostly and he played with Kobe so he I feel like he would know something right because I was working on my footwork at that time he like I was literally working on footwork stuff at that time so now when I could again to UCLA it's like Meta didn't have anything to I guess mm-hmm. to pitch me so like I don't have an agent anymore yeah so so now I had to leave the team house right I had to leave the team house because it's like yo like we don't you're not coming here so it's like you know, why am I here? Yeah. You know, and at the same time, I didn't want to move to my mom's house. So for one day, I was like, I knew I had to, I was like, I'm on faith. I'm going to try to enter to the draft with no agent. And for one day, I was basically, when I left that team house, I was homeless. Mm-hmm. So I remember sitting in the t- chicken for Chick-fil-A and I get a call from, um, my other a an agent that does more like on the commercial stuff yeah and he called me he's like hey powerade wants you the day i was home he's like powerade wants you because in my head at that time i was like what am i gonna do i'm about to go I, i'm about to enter into the draft yeah. i have no 
publicity, nothing. Like no one knows who I am. I'm literally like under a rock. Like, like no one would know like that I played against these NBA guys and hell no. Like unless you look at the tape and see like, oh, he's right there behind. You know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This wasn't this wasn't the era of everyone got their phone out every five seconds. Right. So And how old were you you at this time? You twenty? I'm like 24, 20, because yeah. it was my last year yeah, yeah. Of, of school. So like 23, 24. Um, and I remember, I remember like Powerade once you so I go to the audition like normal, you know, I do this, tell them I end up being the principal role in the Powerade commercial. They fly me out first class. It was like the first oh, time I've ever been on first class. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like, this is what I need. You know, this commercial <laughs> yeah. is, 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 and it's crazy because it was like, it was all over March Madness. I'm like, this is perfect. This is what I need going to the draft. And then the 2018 draft, and then I go on draft, and then I go on draft school. I'm like, damn, mm. you know, what do I, what do I do from here? And then, you know, I, uh, actually a, a positive thing happened in that time. So I ended up picking like, you know, some part time work yeah. from, you know, because I wasn't at UCLA, needed some extra money. I work at a sneaker store. My wife, who was my wife, she I ended up meeting her. Oh, you know? <laughs> so it was like it's like it's like God had a plan, you yep. know. And my, we've been we've been married for four years, and you know, I'll, I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you that story. That story was amazing. How we met too, because it was God ordained. It was like, you know, um, I mean, these two it was like I, I our first date was I took her to a Bible study. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nice. so you know what I'm saying so um so like after that and then COVID hit yeah but that actually helped though in a way because I was able to get surgery on my knee that I needed mm. um and I was able to come back stronger and then you fast forward to today I'm in a spot that I'm I'm very grateful to be in that I was in a better position than I was yesterday um, so like three months ago, I signed with an NBA agent officially, like on paper. Okay. You know, so what did that feel like? <laughs> it, 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 it's honestly, it felt like a just a just a, a rush of gratitude. Obviously, I like because of my experience, I I am expecting adversity. Yeah. On the other side, but <laughs> I'm also ready. <laughs> I'm also ready to 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 hit it, you know, head on. Um, so we're expected to like, obviously work out for some teams, August, September. Mm-hmm. And then in the meantime, you know, I've been practicing with, um, I don't know if you heard of the Drew league. Yep. Uh, it's a, it's a big pro ham in LA. LeBron just came down there last week. Um, and, and, and like shut it down. Um, Kobe yeah, that shut it down. So, yep. uh, I already told my coach, I already told him straight up. I said, look, man, I just need one game. I just only want to do one game, go off for like 40 or 50. And then, and then you know, use that. And be like, yo, uh, NBA teams. Yeah. Here we go. Because <laughs> I'm, a, I'm already, I already know. Like going into the workouts, like I'm kind of technically gonna be labeled as the leftovers because you have the guys that just came from college. Yep. They're they're the first priority. The draftees who just got drafted, they're the second priorities. Then you got the guys from last year who are like on G League team. Yeah. The third priority. So I'm like getting like the four dibs you know what i'm saying even though i can hold my own against i feel like the the top 10 in the in the in the nba um it, it, i i need to I, it, it depends on who's seeing that and noticing that so yeah. that's what's next yeah, pretty much yeah. you got an edge over them man i don't know their stories but listening to your story 
It's it's like look, there's nothing y'all can throw at me. Like <laughs> you you have literally nah. been through it all, man. I'll so, figure it out. I'll I'll figure it out. You know yeah, your your you mental can't. dexterity has to be amazing, man. Um you must I you must pray a lot. I do. <laughs> I was about to say, like, just thinking about I could imagine how many times you just had to stop and pray, man. Just man. God, yeah. you've been so close to just it being over so many times and every single time. Yeah. God, 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 when you least Absolutely. suspect it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> man, all right, Fola, we I I'm gonna stop it right here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I could keep going, y'all, but like this will be two hours because I man. That was only the first section of questions I had for you. I had like five sections of questions. So we, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you're, you're you're doing a lot. You've done a lot, um, and I'm sure more will come out uh, when I follow up with you, man. But before I let you go, um, anything you would like to promote or put out there for our audience that they need to be aware of, and then you know, of course, shout uh, out your socials and all that. Yeah, my social is real FJB. Um, is on everything, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Um, only Twitter is like FJB, real FJB with an under, under dash. Um, I'm on FJB TV. You can check out my YouTube channel, um, my clothing line, my, my fashion brand, FJBicon.com. Um, musically, I'm musically known as FJB the Composer, and I got a new record out right now, uh, which is about positivity. Um, it's a summer jam, summer vibe called FME. Uh, ironically, <laughs> like this podcast is FME podcast. Well, this one is FME. Um, uh, and it's, you know, from my enemies, but it's, it's, a, it's a biblical perspective of how to love, you know, how to love the unlovable in a sense. Mm -hmm. And just always try to make sure you're kind to others. Um, and just putting your trust in God alone. So check out the jam. It's a, it's a music video to it. Uh, you'll see it on my page and, and, and run it up. Let's make it global, baby. <laughs> Yo, all of those links will be in the description. Man, y'all follow this I good brother. You. I appreciate yeah, of you. Course. I appreciate you, Robert. No, I, I appreciate you. you, man. You like, look, you took time out your day to talk to little old me, man. I'm just over here chilling. I'm like, yeah, let's go. I'm down, man. Look. I always preach that we're preach like I'm a pastor. We're stronger together, man. And it, you know what? Yeah. It's just funny. It's funny listening to your story. And I tell people this all the time. Like, wherever you're trying to get to in life, if you really stop and think and look around you, you're probably only two or three connections away from where you actually want to be. But you got to put yourself in the room and you got to speak up sometimes. Like, if your actions, you know, you're an athlete, so your actions can speak for you. But for, you know, those of us who aren't athletes, man, or even if you are an athlete, like, speak up, man. Like, really think about what you have at your disposal and what you have in front of you and how you can take advantage of it. I mean, listen to this brother's story, man. Like, every time somebody closed the door, no, 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 no. I'm going to go over this way. I'm going through the window. I'm coming through the chimney. I'm coming through the back door. I will dig a hole under the ground and come up like the cartoons. Like, they, <laughs> you just kept popping up everywhere, yo. It was crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, all right, y'all. We, we could do this all night. Let me, let me, let me. Oh, yo, Fola, thank you so, so much for joining me once again, man. Um, I wish thank you, you thank all, you. I wish you all the success. 
in the near future and in the far future. Wishing you too. Wishing you too, brother. I can see this show getting picked up soon by by somebody like a maybe we never know. Maybe a hot ninety seven segment or a Breakfast Club segment or Pepsi or Coca-Cola. We'll, we'll see. Yo, yes. Yes, man. If you know somebody, tell them to holla at me. Y'all, make sure you follow Fola on all social media platforms. The links will be in the description. And I really just hope y'all got some motivation from this, some positivity from this, and some inspiration from this. And until next time, take care of yourselves physically, mentally, and financially. And we'll catch y'all next time. Peace. Peace.